0: hello love welcome back to another podcast episode i thank you for being here and i thank you for sharing your time with me and listening to my words and observing and being kind and healing and being you because you are inspiring others to be kind and gentle and open-hearted as well and we are especially our generation is really doing a lot of diligence of healing for our parents, for our grandparents, for our lineage, for those around us, and just learning to hold so much space. When you talk to these older generations, they are flabbergasted by the work that we do. Talking to um, the women of my lineage um, and just hearing from their perspective on how much things have begun changing Even if spirituality does start off with the egotistical side where it's materialistic, at least it's starting somewhere because even my spiritual re-journey, my spiritual reawakening, it did start off being kind of materialistic. I thought that there was power and I mean there is power in crystals, but I thought that without crystals I would be powerless. And that is a very egotistical way of thinking because As human beings, we hold so much power and when we can awaken to that, we can do so many grand things. So focusing on what you can do that you already hold within rather than looking elsewhere, when you wake up to that realization, it's extremely powerful and it's extremely healing not just for you but for the entire world. So again, thank you for being you. I didn't really know what I wanted to make a podcast episode of. On necessarily right now, but um, today's kind of been a beautifully chaotic day, and I have a lot on my mind that I kind of want to channel and share. And so, the first thing I was called to do is look through my old journal and share some things with you guys. So, that's what I want to do. The first thing I found was um, the title's called Practicing Non Judgment Be the Observer, There's a Thought. Ask why and why can't I do that? Practice and ask, like the three whys. So let's say a thought comes up in your mind and you have a limiting belief about why you can't work out. So ask yourself, why can't I work out? So maybe you come up with the excuse as, oh, I'm too tired. So then ask, well, why can't I just drink some coffee? Why can't I just take some pre-workout? Why can't I not just drink a a bunch of water, get my heart... um, Rate right going and just start moving ask those questions and then eventually you'll get down to the solution just thinking oh like it's either your body does need rest you come to the conclusion of that or you can come to the conclusion like no you know what I'm gonna go beyond my my judgments of this situation of why I can't work out and I'm just gonna move even if it's walking 30 minutes on a treadmill while i'm scrolling on tiktok or things like that getting your body moving or listening to a podcast while you walk around your neighborhood little things of movement like that and asking the three whys can be so beneficial and even myself i have not seen this since last july and that is very very beneficial for my current situation so i hope that that can help i also i just saw 333 so i hope that that resonates um and then, um, you do control your actions and take responsibility if it needs be. That's also a huge, huge thing. Is I know when we grow up, we grow, especially when we grow up with siblings, we want to blame our siblings for things like, oh well, they didn't do it either, and like, you know, that always like makes our parents mad because we make up an excuse why we didn't do it just because our siblings didn't, and sometimes. We'd much rather lie than get in trouble. And I think that's so harmful. Personally, it's been very, very harmful. in my own um, growing up aspect is getting yelled at more for um, telling the truth than lying. And so I, when I was younger, I picked up lying because I'm like, you know what? It's going to protect me more than anything. So that's a huge lesson, lesson for our generation. But also taking responsibility. So when you leave the bread open and it dries out instead of being like lying your way so you don't get in trouble just be like you know what I didn't make that mistake I apologize and I'm going to not do that again and little things of just acknowledging I think that it's so beneficial for the people in your household for the people that you are around because it shows them that you're able to take responsibility for your actions and you're able to consciously not make an excuse for things but decide and acknowledge the the words you just said it allows more of an open healing space for others as well my biggest thing is ever since I was young i've made up excuses and that was the biggest thing is i think as a little girl i didn't deserve to be told that what i was feeling was an excuse but it did help raise me in a way that it's beneficial to this present moment um it's just like if you know that something is going on and you know that you could try and you know, make an excuse why not to that's instead of making up the excuse and telling the person that thing just be honest you know like for instance um I can only think of examples in my life from other people but when You ask somebody something and then make them an excuse why they can't do it, wouldn't you much rather hear the truth behind the reason and not as to making them an excuse why they can't do it? Also, what I've been realizing is if you're a people pleaser, you know, you suck at setting boundaries and that's how I am too. And I'm finding people in my life that it's scared for me to set boundaries because I know that they get aggressive when they hear the truth and that is very, very scary So making sure that you are attracting people in your life where if you needed to set a boundary, it would be an open, soft-spoken conversation of open-heartedness and a true, visible understanding of each other. When you have a conversation with somebody, it's not forcing them to see your perspective. It's opening yourself up to understanding their perspective, even if they can be totally wrong. But going within their mind and being like, oh, okay, so they have this trigger and I understand why they do that. Even when it comes to my parents, I sat down with one of my parents um, a couple months ago and I, they were putting a lot on me at this at the time and I really wanted to be angry at them. I really wanted to take a lot of resentment out on them. I really wanted to blame them. But instead, we sat down, we were vulnerable, and we talked it through and It took a lot out of me, and it took me to the point of needing to be so consciously aware of my ego, and to kind of not let it be forthright with the situation, and understand why my parent was acting out of the way that they were, and being open to that. It was beneficial because I could understand where they were coming from, even if it was not beneficial towards me. But at least I could understand and. To understand and to hear somebody out is so healing for them. Even yesterday, um, I was sitting with somebody in my pottery class, and they were just ranting about something in their high school, Um, and I'm taking classes with a bunch of uh, college students, even though I'm right now a senior in high school, and the school that I go to, I go to college at an earlier age. So, sitting with these, even like adults, I'm now an adult considerably, but talking with them who are a year or a couple years older than me or even, like, um, graduate students, like a senior in college. And she was just talking to me about, like, trauma dumping from her uh, past school. And she was like, sorry, I'm getting so heated and I'm getting so upset. And I'm like, you know what? No, like, thank you for sharing that with me because obviously you needed to get off your chest. And I shared with her, I said, for uh, – I." For somebody else just to hear you out, it's so healing. So I'm happy that I can just hear you out. And she's like, you know what? You're right. And I'm like, so just like, yeah, like, don't be sorry for needing to get that off your chest. I'm here to listen. And for another human being to listen to you is so healing. And I know I taught her a lesson. And I know that just listening to her was extremely beneficial. So also just attentively observing and listening, even when you really don't want to. But you can either learn a lesson from that individual or you can just totally hold space for them. And when that person understands, wow, they held space for me, it allows that person to then hold space for somebody else. And it's a ricochet of love. And I wrote this poem called A Tsunami of Love where your one smile at a stranger can then be passed on to another stranger. And then that stranger maybe will get flowers for their spouse. And then that spouse that got flowers, will then share something beautiful with one of their grandparents. And that grandparent will share something beautiful with their spouse. You know, it's just a continual loop of beauty and love. And love is all of our religion. It is something that we can totally live by. It's something that we can be devoted to, of just being compassionate for another individual. That's unconditional love is hearing somebody out and being compassionate and understanding and holding space and allowing them to heal within our field of um connectiveness because i'm you and you are me and it's so important to understand each other even when the other person can be coming from a place of hurt um, that can be really be projected onto us but that is um, awesome of you to take that leap and understand I'm finding other texts just to share with you guys from my old journal. Um, I have been journaling a lot more on um, things that I want to do in my future. And so just journaling out the feelings that I get of already having these things, especially when it comes to manifestation, you need to be present with understanding that you need to feel already having those things. That's how you bring it into your reality because in another reality you already have that and you can change they call them like quantum jumping like you can change your path of direction by feeling the feeling of already having what you want because you are more than able to have any life that you want you know don't do it out of hatred though don't do it out of indifference or revenge do it out of what your soul yearns for i i Was talking with um, a friend's partner and they were just kind of down in the dumps. They're like, So, why would I want to go on vacation when I come back from vacation and have to come back to a bad life? And I'm like, That's the exact issues that are happening is it broke my heart to think that they don't have any kind of significance in this lifetime and that their life sucks and I I've been there done that we've all been there done that and it feels debilitating that feeling of not having a place in this earth not having a desire to do anything more than work a nine to five not knowing what you want to do with life those feelings are so debilitating and That's what causes the loop of quote-unquote depression and it's being worried about the future and the wrongs that you've done in the past when you can't control the past and the future is, um, you can't change that either. You can do what you can in the present moment to bring love into your future, but you cannot necessarily change what's supposed to happen in your future. You know, whatever you have gone through in your past has changed you and morphed you into the individual you are now. And it's bringing you to where you need to be. Even if it feels like your world is crumbling. The trauma that I've been through, I realized that the quote that really woke me up to a lot was, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. The earth, not the earth, but what's going on for you is happening for you, it's not happening to you. This trauma is not happening to you, it's happening for you. It's showing you a new avenue of life. And the people that I've been through a lot as a young child are the kindest people. They have been shaped into knowing what it's like to see hatred and pain and indifference and for revenge, you know? And so you don't want to ever have anybody else suffer that way. You don't want to feel that way anymore. So you begin to expand your heart and welcome in that love for another individual and that is so powerful as well. Oh, I found this sweet affirmation. Um, I think I wrote this back in May, and I believe this is from Hitomi, and if not, it's from an oracle card reading. Um, but it says, I only welcome energy that is gentle to my heart, tender to my soul, and that which guides me in the right direction, that does not harm me but serves me. I have knowledge of self. I love, love, love that Um affirmation oh I kind of want to say this for another one but I might share this as well these are more affirmations I have a lovely being in my life right now who's been sharing me affirmations about my situations like I was telling her about like stressing about money and so she sent me awesome affirmations and when she's like when somebody stresses you out recite these affirmations and ground yourself in your truth because As human beings, we don't need to stress about money. It's a man-made concept. It's a concept. It's a piece of paper that we stress out over and we ruin lives over. And that's insane. So to wake up and know that you are supported by the universe, whatever you spend is going to come back to you, but you have to do the affirmations and the shadow work on that. I was always so worried about money coming from parents that also worry about money. But one day I decided to journal out all the reasons why I was scared of being poor and all the reasons I was scared of suffering from the lack of money. I journaled it out and I went outside and I did a meditation on it and I burned it and I watched it fly away. And ever since then, I have known that I'm always supported. I'm going to do my diligence to do what I love for money and I'm going to help people that need help. and, But I'm not going to make myself suffer from a job. I know that it's going to be harmful to me. That's not working out of abundance. And if you're working a job that you hate waking up for, that's not working out of abundance either. I know that um, I'm also privileged to be able to say that I don't need to work a job I don't like. That also plays into it, but also know that you have the ability to, to manifest any part of your reality you're able to bring love into your life at any stage of your life i know people that went from living out of the car living on five dollars a day to becoming a millionaire out of the work of manifestation it's believing in yourself that is so powerful and so here's some food affirmations and these are from hitomi um I guess I'll share some background information first on food for me so I grew up um when I was really really young not knowing what my next meal was and that ricocheted trauma into the rest of my life until I realized it and became more mindful of it especially those affirmations helping but so whenever I had food in my household growing up I'd be like I have to eat it before it disappears because in the back of my mind, my body was like, you need to eat, you need to eat, you don't know when the next meal was, even though I was in a safe and secure household, um, and so I binged I um, I didn't have a, well, I don't know if it's considered an eating disorder, so trigger warning, but I would eat to the point of being so sick to my stomach, I never purged it, but I would eat until I was so sick to my stomach, because I didn't I held that trauma in my body and didn't know how to release it. So, um, at the time, I did a lot of sports, and so it all turned into muscle, but then I stopped, and then I stopped doing sports because of the new school I had joined. And I started gaining weight, and there's no problem with gaining weight. Like, our body's gonna go through so many beautiful fluctuations, and we're gonna learn. But, you know, in society, when we grow up and we gain weight, um, grandparents make comments, friends and family makes comments, you know, and it sucks and it's debilitating, especially for, I mean, anybody can have an eating disorder, but especially for women, if you are not a particular size and shape, you get so much hatred. I remember getting body shamed since I was like 11 and things like that was always so harmful. And so the only way I could cover up those feelings was to binge eat. So even though the binging was causing the issues of comments, I would continue to do that. So every emotion, anger, frustration, sadness, even being super, super happy, every major emotion, I would binge eat because I didn't know how to feel those emotions. And then I heard the concept of being mindful when you eat and instead of... Instead of... like eating because of an emotion, feeling it and journaling it out and distracting yourself from eating. So it took me a while. Oh my God, it was so bad for a little bit, Um, especially during quarantine, being home and always by like my pantry and doing school right next to my pantry because my kitchen table is so close to that and having like my, my binge triggers like in that pantry just screaming my name. It took a lot out of me not to. And so I went to therapy for that a little bit, and I got some acknowledgement on it, and um, I stopped therapy after that, but I just had to do shadow work on that. So being more mindful, again, of eating when I'm hungry, and knowing what my body wants to eat, rather than just binge eating to cover up my overwhelming feelings, and I've learned to feel my feelings rather than push them away. So... Here is some food affirmations. Also, praying to your food and being like, thank you for this food, for this nourishing stuff, to help feel my body, for energy, and I'm beyond grateful. Like praying, being devotional to your meals because we're so beyond blessed to live in a society that has food for us, that we don't have to worry about our next meal, most of us, and that's something to be extremely grateful for. So the food affirmations are, I consume everything as medicine. I breathe deeply into my tummy and anchor true gratitude to be able to feel my body well. I am creating new paradigms that serve me better than the old conditioning I have been fed. I treat myself kindly, even if my mind tells me not to. I show myself... Through my actions that I am worthy of love and goodness. My body is my sanctuary and a safe place. I treat myself accordingly. In this food, I see clearly the presence of the entire universe supporting my existence. So food affirmations are so, so, so important and they're so beautiful and a lot of us have issues with eating like in the society that we live in it's such a hard pill to swallow to be like I have an a eating issue you know um and we have so many ideals portrayed onto us and what we have to look like and these models on Instagram they trigger us and it's so hard for anybody for anybody to not struggle with um self-image with the society that we live in but it's so important to step back and realize that you can consume things as medicine and it can be very, very beneficial to your body. So understanding that when you, every bite you take, it's nourishing your body and saying, I'm deserving of this nourishment and I'm going to feel the emotions I need to before I do this and I'm going to eat only when I'm hungry. I'm not going to do it to cover up the emotions that I'm feeling. That is also so, so, so important and consuming water as medicine and consuming and understanding, and, a, and, um, and observing um, people as medicine, when you can walk, consume things as medicine, I think that that's something, as soon as that statement came forthright for me, was so important um, for my evolution of my soul, oh, I just saw 2222 as well, those are my angel numbers, so I know that that resonated very, very deeply for me to be sharing with you guys, but Consume things as medicine and be mindful with when you brush your teeth, feel the toothpaste on your tongue, feel the smoothness of your teeth after you scrub the plaque off of them. Feel the feeling of the water in your mouth of swishing around, you know, do coconut pulling where you take a tablespoon of coconut oil and you swish that around in your mouth. That's a very, very ancient, beautiful practice of, um, cause coconut Uh, oil is antibacterial, so that's awesome. I don't mess with fluoride, and I don't mess with mouthwash, so for me, I use coconut pulling as my remedy, and consuming herbs as medicine for your body. So many healing herbs are out there, and when you walk on the ground barefoot, kiss the earth with your feet. That is another evolutionary, beautiful, beautiful sentence. The earth laughs flowers. When you laugh, Notice how your chest can be covered in beautiful, beautiful poppies and flowers. Of Just imagine that. Whenever you laugh, imagine your lungs being filled with beauty of love. And imagine your lungs covered in a field of flowers that is just blooming. Because laughter is so kind and beautiful to the soul that it's so healing. For you to laugh like a little kid again, laugh at farts, burp loud, you know, roll around in the grass, get grass stains, run, and hug people, you know. There's so many things that can be so healing and tender to your soul that is so important for you to understand. It's going to take time, and healing is so linear. For me, things have just been very, very overwhelming. I have been having so many lessons, like, come to me and then talking to my spirit guides and my oracle cards it's just a constant reminder of the same thing of just being patient and having to go with the flow but also stating my boundaries and when I want something I have to speak up so as a recovering people pleaser that's difficult but it's another challenge of healing is linear so You are beyond loved and you do not need to do anything to earn love. But find those people that make loving you easy because loving you should never be hard. It's not hard to love an individual. Unconditional love is loving people despite difference. And remember that the opposite of love is not hate, but it is indifference. So do not go out of your way to make somebody feel odd about themselves do not go out of your way to make somebody feel bad about themselves but rather step away and don't take any action just remove yourself from the situation if you need to despite because if you know you're going to do something you regret just remove yourself from the equation that's also super super important and if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all and treat people the way that you would want to be treated So, and apologize and take responsibility, but also don't apologize when it doesn't need to be. I'm sorry is such a sentence that is integrated into all of our speech, and rather than saying, oh, I'm sorry for being late, say, hey, thank you for being patient, thank you for waiting for me. Or instead of saying no problem, say, of course, like, of course, I'm happy to do that for you. So change everything to gratitude and being alive on this earth plane at the same time because it's so awesome how I can be speaking to all of you at at a different point in time. Um, That's amazing. We're just these cute little human beings. So I love you all. And again, thank you for being you. And thank you for holding space and being loud and laughing at farts, and laughing at burps, and burping the ABCs, I don't care, if it brings your inner child happiness, you do you, and you take up that space, and you show others that growing up doesn't mean anything, it just means taking responsibility for your actions, and doing your diligence to be an awesome human being, so I will talk to you again soon, thank you for listening.